Launch Love Podcast. I'm Ray Phoenix. Don't forget, rate and subscribe. Follow us on all socials at Launch Left. Today's very special guest, Scout Maru Willis. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. You have a dog named Grandma, if that's okay to share. Oh yeah, she's, I mean, you know, she's fiercely private, but... <laughs> but my love for her is well documented. I'm obsessed with her. She's like... She's one of my best friends on the planet. Was she there through the making of the record? She and- was. Uh, she actually, she came to the studio a few times. And then during the editing mixing process, which was at my producer's house, she came every single day. And she just was like chilling with us while That's so I was cool. working on it. So she likes music. She does. Good music. You always were musical. Mm-hmm. But you didn't really know that you were going to focus on it in a serious way mm-hmm. and choose music. Yeah. Um, till more recently, till you really started making this record, right? You had done other mm-hmm. musical things, but you'd like for you to have chosen to do a solo record. I know how difficult that can be. It took me to. I was 48 to do my first solo record. I've been in music and tons of bands and, but to put your name on it Mm -hmm. is a real commitment of some sort that was different than other things. So I know what that takes. So uh, I don't know. I think it's courageous that you were, you you got there. I really appreciate that. And yeah, not a lot of people understand just like the vulnerability and the sensitivity and I think that mm-hmm. goes for music but all art and I think yeah. for me people have been asking me how the record's doing and I already feel so incredibly successful because I finally did it yeah that like I'm I let go of whatever stories or whatever stakes that I had like unconsciously been placing on revealing myself in this way and just did it I kept asking myself during the mastering process because I was getting so nitpicky I said do you want to be perfect or do you want to be prolific Mm. and so that's kind of how I hold myself because I just want to I want to just keep moving yeah and keep creating it's like you let go of the expectation of what what does everyone else think which I think is (laughs) if you're really making art it's because you can't help it and so getting past that is so nice when you just make art to make art I feel so grateful that I got past it yeah because I spent a lot of my life wanting to be like universally loved and adored before doing anything scary (laughs) and yeah just yeah being a little bit caught up as a lot of us are in the reflection like I didn't want to disturb anyone I didn't want to be too big I didn't want to be too scary I didn't want to rock the boat at all and for fear of judgment because at the end of the day if you like pull that thread of where that fear comes from it's like some reptile part of us that's trying to protect us from dying Mm. so and like that was one of the things I realized and once I had that awareness of where it went down to and I was able to be really gentle and tender with that part of myself mm. that truly felt like the stakes were that high, yeah. suddenly it became much easier to orient my life towards like fun mm-hmm. and pleasure and doing it because I love it. Yeah. And hoping that the songs, you know, have a life of their own. 
they go and keep someone company in the way they kept me company. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. That's yeah. all I can do. And I'm here. We're here for a good time, not a long time. And so to like stay in the same cycle of action with the same songs, like sweating it out and being in fear, like that became more uncomfortable than the discomfort of like revealing myself in a way. Well, I think off of what you said that often when you kind of throw away this intense desire to be adored or for Mm -hmm. the world to get you and you let your creativity authentically erupt, explode, whatever, you know, and you don't care. Yeah. That's usually when people resonate with it more. But you can't know that ahead of time or think about that or yeah, it's equal then you're kind of still trapped in the same problem. You know yeah, what I mean? Like it's like, something... oh, I'm trying to get to a place where I don't care. And often I think like, look, there's times where I still care. Right. Of course. And to get and it's like, how do I treat the part of myself? that still does hope that everyone understands me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's like a little kid in me. Yeah. That's like, please, like, don't misunderstand me. I'm just trying to be, like, a loving, tender little artist. Like, you know, some of my music videos, people misunderstand, people read into. I deal a lot in the realm of, like, sexuality and sexual wellness. It's Mm -hmm. a big aspect of my work outside of music and inside of music. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, people definitely misunderstand my intention. Yeah, I mean, you can't please everyone. No, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to anyways, because I'd be so bland. Yeah, (laughs) as long as you're, you know, feel good about what you, like the art you make. Like, if if it pleased you and hopefully helps some people, that's great. Yeah. You know? Exactly. You can only do so much of, like, everyone. Totally. the, The full, broad spectrum of humanity may or may not um it's almost impossible to have everybody yeah agree on something and that might not be such a bad thing either well and i read so i was reading um so we had an interview magazine it was between zoe kravitz and my friend lola kirk and i think zoe was saying was comparing it to like wedding food you know they can't make it too salty can't make it too spicy they can't make it too anything and so it turns out to be really bland and i'd rather be too spicy for a lot of people but the ones who want it just like can't get enough yeah you know that's yeah i get it totally and there was this other quote that i remember seeing that was like if you want to be if you if you don't want to be judged do nothing be nothing say nothing be who you are and don't second guess that on account of other people. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting anyone. Totally. And you're creating and you're deriving pleasure from it and others are connecting to it. Yeah. No matter how small the audience. Yeah. No matter, you know, even if it grows. Just like one like, person, you be, know? Yeah. Be that, be, be yourself. Yeah. Be honest, be true yeah. to yourself. So, and that is hard when, you know. There's a sort of dominant way that everybody thinks success looks. And totally. it's that everybody loves you. Or, you know, <laughs> everybody wants to hear yeah. your record or watch a movie. Or but even you. if you get to that level, what I've found in our culture is like we love to build people up 
and then tear them down because we love a comeback story right. you know so it's like there's no safety yeah there's no safety in that yeah. unless you're like keanu reeves <laughs> who everyone just like universally adores <laughs> bless his heart i mean that's why i've tried to orient around oriented around my own happiness and joy yeah i've been calling myself an intentional hedonist i like that so it's, you know, like, not in everything, but just, like, in every moment, even in my most painful, challenging, grief-filled moments, I try at the very least to be curious. And then at the far other end of the spectrum, it's like, ooh, like, how much pleasure can I derive from any moment of learning and growth and opportunity in my life? Yeah, I like it. And it's just like, could this be more fun? And what would have to shift? Like, if I am in a situation and I feel uncomfortable, it's like, what story would I have to let go of? What, like, what would I have to reframe in order for this to feel better and just be, like, more delicious and more of a turn-on in my life? I love it. (laughs) That's awesome. Tell me this. How did music find you first? Mm. When did you know? It's like I can't remember any part of my life where it wasn't there. Honestly, you know, I grew up. I grew up and there was I I always remember music playing in my house. I remember listening to the coasters on the way to school with my dad. And my dad would do this really sweet thing where he would be showing me a new song. I remember like what Beatles song was it? The Walrus. And he would sing the lines coming up so that I would know how to sing along with the song. And so I just got this really, the breadth of music that I was exposed to at such a young age. Mm -hmm. My sisters and I would do, would like do performances at like dinner parties that my parents had. We loved performing. Oh, I love that. So I think I always wanted it it always had me and it was just later like little moments where I kind of talked myself out of it in a way Mm. because things things that happened that felt that made it feel um like a bit perilous Mm. like it could open me up to something uh that wasn't just for fun and for play and because it felt good right 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 and I think I read that the that your record um, intentionally has healing frequencies mm-hmm. involved. Do you want to share a little bit about yes, that? Yes, that was actually like how I got connected with my producer Greg Papania because I met this <laughs> um, this dear dear friend of mine now named Mary Hensley who is an intuitive. <laughs> who grew up in Virginia now lives in Ireland because she was called there. And these are just like the kind of people I've been surrounded with my whole life. So she and I were chatting and she starts talking about this, like she like was in a car crash and she was in her twenties and she died and came back. And afterwards she could see the world in frequencies. Mm. And I was like this, I'm loving this. I'm loving everything about this. And so she told me she got connected to this guy, Greg Papania. And together, they made an album that's on Spotify also. And they're just the pure tones. 
And there's ones for connecting to a higher power, like when you're meditating or when you're praying. There's ones for releasing trauma from your body, Mm. um, for releasing shame, guilt, anger, fear. And so I was just mesmerized by this idea of frequency because Mm. when science and spirituality and magic, like, prove one another, ugh, it's just, like, I'm wet. I love it. And so... I got connected with him under the basis of making the entire album as like a healing modality. Very cool. So I picked very specifically what frequency is under each song based Mm -hmm. on like what I wanted. And what we also did was do the whole record in 432 tuning, Mm -hmm. um, which kind of like hits the body in a different way. Because for me, music saved my life especially in high school especially when things with my family were really challenging music was a way for things to feel like they had context Mm. like certain rainy cloudy days in in LA my younger sister and I would always listen to Dinah Washington and there was a way that it just switch the energy of the day where it wasn't like scary or sad or mel. It was like this like beautiful, tender melancholy or we went through periods where we like only listened to Roy Orbison together in the car on the mm-hmm. way to school or kind of in that same tender sadness. Like there was like the Rolling Stone song, don't play with fire, you know, that just immediately yeah. now there's a neural pathway formed in my brain with certain also like, this is like very high school deep cuts, but like certain like Sufjan Stevens songs, certain Devendra Banhart songs where like even now I can use them and take them like medicine. And that neural pathway is there to help like switch around a mood that I'm in. That's so cool. yeah. And they can change you within like three minutes. Yeah. Which is so amazing to me. And so like that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I just think of, I think of music in the same way I would think of like a coaching session or therapy like for me it's that powerful yeah a hundred percent music is therapy yeah for a lot of people um and it's the universal way and you know yeah you don't have to even speak the same language Mm -hmm. but you might be moved by the same piece of music yeah um so well it's very democratic you know what i mean like not everyone has access to certain modalities that could be helpful to like give you the tools to navigate through something Mm -hmm. music is yeah what drives you in regard to service or purpose in your Mm -hmm. life something i feel really privileged in is um having had the opportunity to learn more about myself and to release my judgments against myself and what that's fostered in me is like a real sense of compassion and empathy for other people because the more I understand myself, the more I understand other people and the way they work. So in a, in a broader way, what I'm really passionate about is supporting other people in also coming to that place within themselves mm-hmm. and being able to find that level of like love and self-understanding and the way that looks for me right now 
something that's really, really powerful for me is this work I mentioned earlier around um, sexual wellness, especially for young people. I think the work that I've done in that area has been connected to my art, to my confidence, to the way I walk into a room, like not just around the act of sex. It's about like how I show up and feel in my body. Mm. And I think in our culture, there's a lot of um, repressed energy. There's a lot of shame. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of guilt. And I think that drives so much of how we show up in the world. And I think it has so much to do with our opinions around reproductive rights Mm -hmm. and around the way our justice system works in terms of sexual abuse and I honestly think that there could be such a deep level of healing in our society if something like sexual education was changed and shifted and even like in the education system we were given more tools at a younger age to be able to navigate a relationship with ourselves in a way that's loving well if that isn't a great way to end this <laughs> conversation thank you so it. much for so having nice to meet you thanks for being on the show my pleasure
Launch Left aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields.